um, Berlin kind of a, a, you know, it's always been a creative city. That's why it's so successful with startups and artists and musicians and this sort of stuff. So I think like podcasting just fits naturally in, into that. Um, uh, I think you could you could create a pretty good media uh, presence here from yeah. from a podcasting perspective. Welcome to the 10th episode of Walrus and the Bear, the podcast where I, Walrus, take on the intricate and wildly fascinating city that is Berlin. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, 10 episodes of glorious audio entertainment. And because it's somewhat of a celebration, we're doing things slightly different this week. We won't be visiting any particular site this week. No deconstruction of architecture and history. So I'm trying to like figure out, we're trying to paint this picture about the podcasting community in Berlin. That's right. This episode, the last before I take a little break, is dedicated to the podcasting community in Berlin. The fragment you just heard was recorded during the NPR Berlin Happy Hour. But then there's also this. And this I didn't realize. I didn't, I didn't expect this to be so big or something. I did not, but I'll come back to this specific evening a little bit later in this story. First, I want to talk about something else. Uh, I think one of the first places I DJ'd was Dr. Pong. Meet Elizabeth Rush, speaking about a ping pong bar. Uh, where people play run loud and run around the table. And it is here, DJing at Dr. Pong, that she got noticed and referred to a radio station called Flux FM, that at that time had an idea... ...to do this international show and have English-speaking hosts. So they gathered like 15 people together and we all kind of introduced ourselves and said what we were doing. And in the end, they invited me and Vincent at the time to host the show. Now the reason I'm speaking with Elizabeth in the hip and happening Hollister's house is not because of the show she ended up hosting. It's what the show set in motion. I'm kicking myself that I didn't think of doing it before. Um, but it just was like a thing of the conditions being right to kind of uh, launch it this year and get started. The thing Miss Rush is talking about here is of course a podcast. Elizabeth is hosting a show called Berlin Belly. Which is kind of highlighting interesting people doing exciting things with food in Berlin. But that's not all. The podcast is kind of a companion to the website berlinbelly.com. On which you can find recipes, interviews and other food-related inquiries. We are starting today's story with Elizabeth, because she and I have something in common. Namely, the fact that we both launched our very first episode in September of last year. Which makes us kind of newbies to the whole podcasting scene. Now, as you may remember from episode one, I didn't really know where this Walrus and the Bear adventure would take me. I got a job as a tour guide and felt the need to explore and investigate the city I was going to talk about in my tours. And there it was, a podcast about Berlin was born. The dedicated listeners among you also know what happened halfway through the series. Something that was announced with, I would say, an appropriate amount of pathos. And I wanted to share this with you. I know, I know this is all emotional stuff on this historic podcast, but that's just how it is. Uh, this is how I feel. And I wanted to share the fact that I'm in love with radio. Yep, 
that happened in episode 5. But it was during this time that I realized that making the show was more than just an exercise in historism. I might actually want to do this, I thought, for a living. And one of the first things I set out to do was try and get in touch with other people who are making radio and podcasts. Ask them what topics they talk about, what equipment they use, if they're amateurs just like me, broadcasting from their bedrooms, or professionals with their own studios. In short, what is the Berlin podcasting community all about? Now, before we get back to Elizabeth, I just wanted to say that the upcoming interviews focus on English-spoken podcasts, mostly because that would make it interesting for you, my very lovely international audience, but also because I wanted to find out if there's export value in the programs coming from Berlin. Back to Halosh's house, where I ask Elizabeth if she can explain the difference between having a conversation with someone for her radio program and an interview for her podcast. Even for the radio show, we have to talk in segments, so we record these three or four minute clips, and that kind of affects the way the conversation flows. And we end up having these really interesting conversations in between takes, and then we press record and it sort of changes the atmosphere. So with the podcast in general, I just record the whole thing and then I might take out a few, I don't know, I don't really edit it that much, so it's more like the flow of the conversation, and I think that's the beauty of podcasts. We speak about editing, about preparing for interviews, equipment, and when we listen to podcasts ourselves. Um, it's part of my, I constantly have podcasts running, like when I'm cleaning, when I'm cooking, when I'm falling asleep, I'm listening to podcasts. So The shows Elizabeth listens to are mostly from the US. So are mine, by the way. But I also wanted to know a little bit about the podcasting community here in Berlin. I didn't think there was one. I don't think there is one. I mean, I think there's a couple that I know of. Um, like Radio Spade Cow. And here we seem to have hit on something, because just like Elizabeth, I too don't know a great many English-spoken podcasts coming from Berlin. And that seems to be somewhat unlikely in a city with such a large community of expats. To delve deeper into why this could be, I contact the crew of one of the longer-running podcasts in Berlin, Radio Spade Cow. Radio Spätkauf is an English-language news podcast all about local news topics in Berlin. That is Joel Dalroy, founder and one of the hosts of Radio Spätkauf. He and Jöran Mandik, another host of the show, speak about why they started the news program. We wanted to deliver local news about Berlin in English to people who live in Berlin but don't necessarily feel like they're part of the community or can't actually um, feel like they are... Um, really engaged because they don't know who the mayor of the city is or they don't understand why there was a protest the other day going down there or then because the news outlets are in German because the news outlets are in German and that's not to say that local people who live here shouldn't learn German and I think everybody should and um, you know I, I can speak German and many people I know can speak German but it takes some time it's not just take time but is it there's a, there's a way of engaging with German that you know if you, if you even get conversational level you might not pick up a newspaper you might might not right. uh, read a local police report, and this, that's kind of alienating in a way. And it's yes, we should all learn German, but at the same time, we can also accept that maybe sometimes it's nice to hear news in a language that you just you know don't have to think too much about. I too post them the question: What do they listen to themselves? The answer, not surprisingly, is programs that stem from the U.S. or Britain. Do you listen to any German podcasts? No. Or, or podcasts made from Germany but in the English language? Or is it all American or English? It's other than those 
local Berlin ones I just talked about, it's all American, English, or Australian. So, so why is that? I've had it, or recommendations, or no one's put one in front of me that, that grabs my attention. I can tell you why I listen to a lot of American ones, because they're really well produced. There's they so much produced. money in them, you know? They take months researching one story, and then another bunch of months to edit it into a perfect storytelling you know, storyline. You can't do that with a 100 euro bar tab for reward. <laughs> no, you cannot. Of course, you're not able to produce the same kind of quality as your American counterparts if you're getting paid in beers and Facebook likes. There's a huge gap in how much money is involved in producing high-quality audio programs. But surely the big media outlets in Germany like ZDF and RBB are able to produce that sort of content, right? I mean, as a citizen of Germany, you're obliged to pay a so-called Rundfunkbeitrag, a tax on anyone who owns a radio, television or computer. I see, I see changes in how um, radio is approaching podcasting. Um, but it's still not innovative. This is Daniel Winter, television producer for Deutsche Welle and host of the news podcast This Week in Germany. But uh, things like, for example, Serial, a big podcast from the, the USA, got 70 million downloads. Uh, I go to the website of um, RBB, which is uh, Berlin and Brandenburg's public broadcaster, and they have, they're starting a new podcast, great, but it is a murder investigation podcast. There's like... Why can't you create something new, which isn't just a kind of a copy of Serial? How about the podcasting scene? And also, I think even in podcasting, apart from the podcasts which are personality-based, there's very little in terms of independent podcasts which are successful in, in Germany. And that's why a lot of even Germans look to English-language podcasts, because um, you know, the BBC and NPR are producing a lot more innovative content in these areas. Now, of course, the fact that there isn't a great deal of highly produced audio content coming from Germany, let alone Berlin, isn't simply a cause of inept radio stations. There's another reason why interesting podcasts haven't seen liftoff here. But we'll get back to that and some other very exciting news once we get back from the break. I wanted to shortly talk about Walrus and the Bear and how we're going to continue after this season finale. Because continue we shall. There's a person who I'd like you to meet. My name's Izan, or Izzy is my nickname. Um, I live in Berlin, I am a tour guide as well. Um, I have been a tour guide for about a year now. I've lived in Berlin for about three years. I'm fascinated in German history, also Berlin's history, history in general, I'm a history geek slash history um, professional is what I'm starting to call myself a professional of history and yeah I'm, I'm getting involved more involved in this podcast basically sort of uh, flesh out the historical part of it and also try and answer the question of what Berlin is today I think that's what we really want to answer is um, what is Berlin today who lives here why do they live here and what makes this city special? You might have recognized her voice already, but she was the driving force behind the exploration of Potsdamer Platz in episode 7. Izan Choksi, find her excellent writings on Berlin at monumentmusing.blogspot.de. Back to the podcast community. Before the break, we were talking about how there is somewhat of a lag regarding high-quality German podcasts, especially when it comes to English-spoken ones, which is not totally surprising since we're not living in an English-speaking country. But there is something else that prevents podcasts from really taking off here. Elizabeth explains. I think it's sort of catching on here, but 
Um, not really, yes. I have to explain, when I invite people to be a guest, I really have to explain what a podcast is. So it's people are not really aware of what it is or familiar with it. Before I started making Walrus and a Bear, I wasn't listening to a great many podcasts. Now I'm a total addict. Podcasting has been around for the last 10 years and has made great steps in especially the US. Here in Germany, however, the scene is relatively small and seems to linger behind a technological barrier. This is really a stupid reason, but it's it's not so easy to find and listen to podcasts if for your first time. So once you've got iTunes running and you hook it up to your, I, I use an I, I use a very old-fashioned iPod. I put up, I sync it up, I get my iPod. I know how to do it, but. Um, if you, if you just have a smartphone and you don't have a podcast app installed, maybe you don't really figure out how to do that and it's just a bit of confusion. And then a lot of the podcast apps that I've seen, they don't find all the podcasts, even iTunes itself. If you've got some kind of funny country setting, if you put Radio Spakehoff into iTunes, it doesn't find it unless you've got a very specific, unless you're like... You have to uh, spell A-E. Not even then, if you're not, if you're, if you've got an international account and you're in Germany or if you've got a German account and you're looking, it's, it's their search system on iTunes is for some reason really buggy. A lot of these people who understand technology are the ones who first get into podcasts because they know what RSS feeds are or they know what apps you have to download in order to access this world. But the point is we need to be making podcasts in Germany more accessible to more people, people who aren't techn technologically minded. And that is something that is happening more and more. I think this technological barrier is more a mental barrier. Now, we're living in an era where visual content is still dominant, where news outlets and sales agents compress their promotion packages into slick, well-produced, easy-to-consume video snacks. It feels almost archaic to sit down, put some headphones on and just listen. But heck, I believe that's where we're heading. We constantly want to do more, all the while still being able to consume information. Well, audio does just that. And with podcasting fitting perfectly in our on-demand society, it's not hard to understand this medium is on the rise. I am one part of Hipster and Hack. My name is Travis Todd. I am also known as Hipster on our podcast. That is Travis, one of the founders of Silicon Alley, which stands in the center of Berlin's startup and tech community. Um, I've been in, I'm a startup entrepreneur and been in the Berlin startup scene since before the iPhone. And they also have their own English spoken podcast called Hipster and Hack. Hipster and Hack is a podcast about um, tech news, some of it from Berlin and not so much the facts of the news, but more Dave and I's opinions on the news. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm I'm Maria, and I'm also part of Hips and Hack, um, known as Maria, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm producing um, the Hips and Hack uh, podcast. Now, Maria has been involved in a production of several podcasts, English as well as German spoken. Um, I think actually the the English speaking podcast community in Berlin is actually pretty small. Oh, I guess Piffle. We should mention Piffle. Yeah, Piffle. I mean, definitely, there are more. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. It's it's pretty small, especially when you um, when you look at the huge English speaking community, and also when you think about that podcasting kind of comes from the English speaking countries. So 
you would assume there would be more. Yeah, that's true. But, but, I mean, but then is there a bigger podcast community in the German spoken language? Yeah, there is, but it doesn't feel like it's big because it's not really connected and you can't really go. They are not connected amongst each other and you can't really go to one place and see them all. And uh, so it feels small because you only like stumble over one at a time. Also, when you put your stuff out there as an independent producer, how will people find it against the backdrop of all these amazing, highly produced shows coming from the States? I, I've been doing a lot of research on, on podcasting recently over the last half year, and I found so many and so many well-produced podcasts. It's amazing. And unfortunately, I haven't heard any of them. They do their stuff, then they send uploaded, and that's it, basically. And um, so, so why is that? Why is it, why aren't they connected? I know maybe it's a German thing that they don't want I don't to talk know. To like, I would say, I mean, are they are they really that connected elsewhere? Like, are they that connected in the U.S.? I mean, you have these podcast networks of like you know Earwolf or Gimlet or yeah. um, you know these podcast networks that that. Um, uh, what was the other one? Headgum, right? Is this other comedy podcast network? Um, they, you know, they kind of connect their podcasts in their. God, I feel like I said network like ten times. But in, that's like, what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they connect the podcast in their network, but I don't know if they actually share trade secrets or have conferences or anything like that. Oh, they in do. The US. They do parties. Parties. <laughs> Why don't we do any parties? Yeah, you know? gonna, Why I'm, is there no podcast party? Well, stay tuned. I'm gonna <laughs> be. Do that, yeah. I that Berlin is yeah. like the perfect city for that. No, I mean, I totally agree. And this is why I am uh, in the middle or basically done founding this podcast network. Uh, because I found dropped it. Whoa! There it is. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Um, the name is uh, Castronauten in Germany. Castronauts. Because I found that actually really sad and I met and I talked to a lot of podcasters who have great ideas, but they would need other podcasters to make them possible and stuff like that. And, but they don't really know how to connect to each other or some are actually shy and there are many different reasons for that. And so um, we're trying to build up this podcast network um, where the people, um, where it's easier for the people to connect with each other, and we also plan to have several events where they can actually meet in person and and make up new projects, crossover, whatever. Everything is possible. So I'm trying to like figure out, we're trying to paint this picture about the podcasting community in Berlin. I really want to thank the people from Radio Spätkauf, Berlin Belly, Hipster and Hack and This Week in Germany for taking the time and elaborate a bit about how they see the podcasting community in Berlin develop. I know we will hear a lot more from each other in the upcoming months. And it also leaves me with the NPR party. And this I didn't realize, I didn't, I didn't expect this to be so big or something. NPR Berlin, Berlin's English-speaking radio station, is hosting a happy hour every couple of months. And a lot of interesting people tend to show up there. I was surprised to find the amount of people working in the English-spoken Berlin radio scene. And I'm sure I will meet a whole bunch of them along the way. I would be curious to find out how NPR Berlin as a radio station is seeing themselves in the role of this developing new podcasting community. But maybe that's something for a future episode. I want to conclude by saying that there is more, much more of Walrus and the Bear to come. I'm already working hard on future episodes, the first to come online by the end of March, so stay tuned. 
If you want to know more about any of the shows we spoke about earlier, check out the show notes. They are all in there. Now, I couldn't have done 10 episodes without the amazing support of Sergio Membrias, Denis Wouters, Mark Schilders, Prasad Iswaranenden, my parents Jan and Saskia Bernhard, Ruben and Susanne Bernhard, Natasha Sanjaya, Matthijs Oort, Rebecca Ritters, and of course, all of the guests. You rock! Now, I don't want to drag this into an everlasting outro for the simple reason we all speak to each other soon. But thank you so much for listening and reaching out to me. It's the whole reason I'm doing this. I love you guys and check you later. No, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's such an elegant medium and it's one that I think will, maybe not in podcast form, but in radio form, it's, it's a very old way of delivering information, but it's going to be around with us for a long time. You know, when the internet fails and when it's just, you know, power systems have collapsed and when, you know, the zombie apocalypse strikes, they're going to have to go back to wind up uh, AM, you know, or long yeah, trans- transistor radios to try and get the news out about where they're, you know, going at your food supply. So.